Good morning. Today we're talking about branding and differentiation. So uh, let's get into get it. Hello, I'm Scott Valentine. This is Design Matters. Welcome back for episode six. Uh, we're here today talking about branding and differentiation in the hospitality industry, and we're going to take you through our thinking on this at the moment. Do your guests think of you as a business or a brand? And I'm going to talk a little bit about that right now, because uh, that might be a little bit confusing. But if we look at brands like Soho, Soho Hotel and Ace Hotel, you'll, we will notice that they've designed something that's very specific for very specific people. They've curated a brand. If you look at all their touch points, Instagram or their website, any other advertising, you look that they've curated a certain feeling and a certain style uh, of a place and it's for a particular person. So they have created a uh, differentiated brand for um, particular users, for particular guests. The idea, as we look from the outside looking in, is that they've created an idea of, of a sense of belonging and a sense of uh, significance and meaning for that particular guest type. Uh, we call guest types uh, archetypes, actually, is, is a common common term for the um, profiling of, of individual guests. But uh, this, this, this archetype, uh, we call the young aesthetic seeker, is looking, uh, they're not only looking to show off to the world that they're the kind of person that goes to this kind of brand hotel, but they're also looking for something that reflects them and who they see themselves as. And this is what some of the more uh, international and um, more successful brands in the hospitality market have been able to do, uh, identify and understand the users and then create marketing material around it. Let's just talk about business versus brand and this idea that uh, they aren't exactly the same thing. Most hotels offer the same service. The, the business is, is offering accommodation, short-term accommodation to people. The brand is something quite significantly different. And without it, we're competing on price and the idea that we're just competing on accommodation. What happens then in a world of instant comparison and instant reviews is we compete on pricing and it's a race to the bottom, unfortunately. So here, we can add in the idea of competing on brand, a brand that speaks to certain users, uh, to a certain niche target market, and speaks to them so well that they want to be a part of it. And we'll talk about Martin Neumeier's um, idea on this. He is the author of two, actually quite a few books, but two that I read and, and quite like. One is Zag, and the other is The Brand Gap. Both really good reads, both quick reads. But he talks about People build identities around brands. Uh, they don't buy brands, they join them. And so they want to be a part of that. A, a great example outside of hospitality of this is actually Harley Davidson. Uh, Harley Davidson, people want to buy Harley clothes. They put the Harley Davidson logos on their, um, on their houses and they tattoo it on their bodies. People have joined that brand and they advocate for that brand every moment they get because it specifically targets a certain type of person and it speaks to them really well. It, it speaks to them on the level that they, they're thinking and, and they see the world. So a great experience is not enough. 
guests want meaningful experiences and, and that's what a lot of very successful hotels do, that's what a lot of successful brands do. So how, how meaningful? It depends on how well you know them and it depends on how well you reflect that in your brand. And that's where we come to a unique value proposition and differentiation. So you need to get the basics right. Unless your brand is all about terrible customer service, you need to have great customer service. Uh, but then, after you've got the basics right, designers can come in and curate the, the brand, whether it's somebody making a website, doing architecture, interior design, um, Instagram accounts, all of these touch points can curate someone's perception of a brand so that they, it delivers meaning to them and is something that they want to be a part of, they want to join. So the way we do this is we do use a sense of design. We dig into the lives of the people that we're designing for and we try and extract the meaning out of, out of how their habits are currently and what they're doing right now. So user centered design allows us to understand the guests, understand the tribes that they're a part of or want to be a part of, and it helps us understand why are they coming to you and what are you doing for them that is so unique or what can you do for them that is so unique. Now you know them, you can create something unique for them, a unique value proposition. And it has to be remarkably different. Marty Neumeyer's book, uh, Marty Neumeyer's book Zag, talks about an onlyness statement. The onlyness statement is designed to talk about the who, the what, the where, the how, the where and the why of your business and your customers. And this puts you on a focused agenda to serving them in a very unique way. So we believe, and I think you probably got this from Marty's book, that there's two ways to uh, differentiate your brand to be radically different. And one way is to do it bigger, uh, bigger and cheaper. And the other way is to do it differently, to fill a gap in the market. So doing things better, there's, if we talk about the, the hotel uh, sector, we have um, the budget, the mid, the, the luxury levels in hospitality. It's extremely competitive, but this is where great design comes in. Innovative design demonstrates your uniqueness and your personality, and then can reflect the personality of the people that you're trying to attract to your brand. If we talk a little bit about the boutique brands, one of them that started quite a, long, quite a while ago was the Morgan, Morgan's Hotels. This was started by Steve Rebell, the uh, owner of Studio 54, and, and he wanted to start a brand that was all about a, a party and a, a spot to sort of to stay, but also party and hang out. It was, it was cool, it was, you know, for niche and only a certain few people. And he did that really well. Um, so later on came W Hotels, and they did it bigger and better. Um, well, I'm not sure if it's better. I haven't actually been to a Morgan Hotel. But they did it bigger. They definitely did it bigger. They're, they're well known throughout the world. They've just been purchased by Marriott a year or two ago. And they have um, taken that market and pu pushed it around the world, really. And that is a, a the, the whole idea of that market is a stance against bland, a stance for a hotel that meant something to a certain person. So Barry Sternlich said, we know that 10% of the population likes cooler things, 
they want to aspire to be something. It says something about you if you're staying at a W. So this is the way he saw it, saw it and, and, and when he was setting up W. He understood that there was a niche market for it and he must have understood the people because it's, it's been quite successful. So personality doesn't cost more because we can implement that in the design phase. Humor, nostalgia, funky, um, exciting, all of these emotions we want to try and build into the brand depending on how we understand the users. The other thing is to do it differently. The other way to describe that is, is to fill a gap in the market. If there is nothing in the market and you can see a place for its particular kind of business to fit in that market, um, you have potential to, to own that market. The idea of being radically different and filling a gap in the market is all about filling a, is operating your business in a blue ocean, a, an uncontested market, as opposed to the red ocean full of full of vicious fighting with competitors, basically. So I was fortunate to see this happen in Singapore uh, in about 2012. From about 2010 to 2012, there was a um, substantial growth in the market of third-way coffee stores. And this was pretty much due to one coffee store that, that made it kind of happen. And, and then others spurred off from that, and some still survive and some didn't. Forty Hands Coffee were filling a gap in the market. They weren't doing what Starbucks were doing. They weren't doing what the local coffee stores were doing. They were doing something very niche for a certain particular people. The people that go to Starbucks, the people that go to the local coffee shop, weren't going to go to their coffee shop. Uh, or if they were, they were going there for different reasons. So they saw a gap in the market and they filled it. Harry Grover is the man that started it all in Singapore. And he, according to Harry, uh, it wasn't just the product he was pushing forward. It wasn't just the coffee that, that made it work. It was the food, the service, the design, the ambience were all vital to getting the opinion leaders and the expats to patronize you. Then the next wave of customs will follow. The design and everything that went with the idea of this, this unique thing that they were selling were all instrumental in the success of that product. And then they went on to then create other brands, uh, Common Man Coffee, uh, which again suits a different market again, the, the young, trendy, urban professional. But they need to create something that will draw people in and then spread the word. In an era of instant comparison, you need to be radically different. Create a brand that people want to associate themselves with. Build it around a unique value proposition. This way, you can understand the people, you can provide for them, and best of all, you can be very attentive uh, as you grow as a brand. You can understand the nuanced changes you need to make or the shifts in the market if you, can, if you can understand the people from day one. What we don't want to do is create round hole businesses for square peg customers. And by that, I mean we don't want to build businesses that don't fit any of the customers that will, that will come to you. Or again, we don't want to, we don't want to create something that sort of meets their expectations, that sort of fits with the customers. We want to do it in remarkable ways and create remarkable experiences because that's when they will build brand loyalty and they will advocate for us and grow our business for us. Okay, thanks for joining us. This was the last episode. Uh, we've got some other stuff coming up very soon and it's all about implementing user profiling in design 
so that you can understand how the user profiling can be transferred and relate across into the design of a, of a hotel. We'll use hotel examples. And we're going to uh, bring you that in the next couple of weeks. So thank you very much for your time, and we'll see you soon.